historic moment. Raptors win. Good and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode six of the DNVR Raptors podcast. I'm Colton Strickler, and I think we have a really great show on tap for you guys today. I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, yeah, I had the pleasure of sitting down for a chat with Colorado Raptors lock Luke White, and we really touched on a little bit of everything. So if you're a fan of the Raptors, you know who Luke White is, I'm sure. He's one of the biggest guys on the team, but he's also one of the nicest guys on the team. Um, he carries the ball really hard. He tackles even harder. Um, but like I mentioned, one of the nicest guys of all time. We talked a little bit about him moving over from Australia, him playing rugby for his dad when he was five years old. Um, he was a good track and field athlete from the sounds of it, so we touched on that. Um, he t- played a high school match in front of twelve to 15,000 people, so that's kind of something that's interesting. We talked a little bit about that too. So. It, it should be a good show. I'm excited for you guys to listen to our chat. So i just give you a little bit of a background on Luke. Luke is a, is a guy that produces when he's on the rugby pitch. Uh, to give you the ty- an idea of the type of player that he is, I can read off a couple of his stats. So he, he played all 16 matches last year. So uh, you, I'm sh- if you're a fan of sports, I'm, heard, I'm sure you've heard the, the old uh, adage, if you, the best availability, excuse me, the best ability is availability and Luke is a is a guy that that's that's true for because he played all 16 matches last year so he's available he's reliable um, he was third in the entire MLR when it comes to ball carries with 180 so I mean imagine how how many carries a running back gets in a season 180 carries is a lot of, of contact on your body um, and and on top of that he is also making 159 tackles last season so that's a lot of contact. Uh, he's a big guy. He hits hard, whether he's running or tackling. He was an eighth in the MLR last season with 159 meters gained. So not only is he carrying the ball a lot, he's gaining up a lot of meters with those carries. And and he scored three tries on those carries too. So he, he gets the tough meters, and that's super important for any rugby team. So, I mean, just based on those numbers, you can see that he's one of the the top players in the competition. And like I mentioned before, he's just one of the best guys to be around. So I hope you guys enjoy getting to know him a little bit. A little background on my, me and my relationship with Luke. So I interned with the Raptors back in 2015 when they were playing in the Pacific Rugby Premiership, which is, which is the amateur competition. And that was one, that was Luke's first or second season with the team. Um, so really his first or second season just being in America and kind of like getting his feet on the ground and and so I had the chance to talk with him quite a bit as I was around the club all the time. And really, ever since then, I've taken every opportunity I can to, to catch up with him uh, when, when I'm around. So whether that be uh, when I was with MLR or whatever, um, we get into it in a little bit in the conversation. But it kind of feels like, to be honest, Luke and I have have grown from different perspectives, obviously. Mm-hmm. Luke has been a player um, in this in this cha- ever-changing America rugby landscape uh and i i've been kind of along for the ride to cover it all whether that be with the raptors or with the mlr and now back with uh dnvr covering the raptors so 
Luke and I's paths cross quite frequently. Uh, and that's something I'm super grateful for because like I've mentioned a couple of times now, Luke is a great guy. Um, and, and just from a, a journalistic standpoint and really just a, a people standpoint, Luke always takes the time to talk to me. He's always super generous with that time. So whether the Raptors just picked up a big win or suffered a, a tough loss or a bad loss, Luke always takes the time out of his day um, to come chat with me. He's always super nice, always super respectful. And I just, I really appreciate that. So uh, that's kind of the, the idea. Hope you guys get an idea of what Luke's like. You'll really get to know him a little bit better um, in our conversation. So, he's been around the club for five or six seasons. That's something else I'll talk about too. But um, if there, if there's in those five or six seasons, the Raptors have arguably gone through the most change. Um, whether that be competitions, like I mentioned before, playing in the Pacific Rugby Premiership, the PRP, switching over to MLR. Um, he's seen three head coaches. He'll talk about that too. Um, he, he's really seen a lot of it. He's seen the big the big changes. He's seen most of the. He's seen the, the really the, the club shape as a whole. Um, he's been there for it all, um, and as a result, he's got as you can imagine, he's got a really interesting perspective on the entire American rugby landscape. So um, it was fun talking to him about all that. He's a member. He'll talk about a little bit in the conversation too, but. Um, coming from PRP, he was a member of the Denver Stampede of the Professional Rugby Organization, or the PRO, um, which was the last pro rugby effort kind of before MLR. Um, he was on the team that won the inaugural championship, and then that league folded. So he's got an interesting perspective on that. I know he just touches on it a little bit. So I wanted to give you guys a little bit more background before we jumped in. And then coming over to the Raptors, he's been a member of the Raptors the entire time they've been in MLR. So he's kind of, uh, I mean, to be honest, he's really kind of like one of the faces of the franchise. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy getting to know him a little bit better. Yeah, super generous with his time, something I'm really appreciative of. Appreciative of. And um, I guess with that introduction, let's kick it on over to my conversation with Colorado Raptors lock Luke White. All right, now we're jo we're joined on the show by Colorado Raptors lock Luke White. Luke, how are you doing? Great, thanks, Colton. Thanks for having me in. Yeah, I'm pumped to have you. So, Luke is uh, we kind of have like I guess an interesting past. I you are for sure the person on this team that I know um, the best, just because I was interning here. I think your first season, and we'll get into that. So it's been kind of fun to like, I don't know. I feel like I've kind of like grown up as your careers. Mm. existed with this team so I'm, I'm excited to get into this uh this interview a little bit so i guess we'll just start from the top um just kind of where are you from tell us about where you're from uh i'm from sydney australia mm -hmm. um a town called lane cove which is not not far from downtown sydney but a very nice part of the world yeah cool so when did you start playing rugby uh i started playing rugby when i was about five years old okay. uh, just playing for my local club and my dad was my coach oh yeah um a lot of my schoolmates were my teammates and uh yeah i've uh played ever since and and obviously love it so always kept playing yeah cool did you play any other sports did you only play uh, rugby? no i played i played other sports um i mean as a kid i was very sporty so i loved playing a whole range of sports but the main ones were rugby and then uh, track and field. Not so much the track part, <laughs> but uh, when I was yeah. young, I, 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 I tried to run the uh, the races, but it you was got more some wheels. Give yourself uh, some credit. I seen you run. You got yeah, a little bit of wheels. But uh, it was uh, the shot put 
and the throws were, yeah. were my thing, so which I loved. And that was actually probably my main sport when I was young was, okay. was shot put. And uh, I actually um, excelled more in the shot put arena than I did at rugby throughout my schooling years. Yeah. Um, and I had some great coaches, which taught me a lot about sports. Um, Rocky and Pavel, two of my favourites, mm-hmm. a Slovakian and a Sri Lankan. <laughs> they taught me the ropes and okay. uh, it definitely has helped me with my uh, rugby career because yeah. the, those two sports are definitely very, um, they you know, they cross over very well. Okay. When did, when did your focus kind of switch then away from that and to more to rugby? Um, it, was a, it was a couple of years after high school. I, I, I didn't throw shot for very long after high school. Um, and then I had an injury and spent a couple of years out of rugby and then the couple of years away from rugby got me, you know, wanting to miss it, you miss it, you do. And you miss the contact and the aggression and being able to put that out on the field. So it sort of drew me back into rugby and, uh, you know, there's always dreams of going back to throwing the shot put, (laughs) but, uh, at the moment I'm stuck here and and I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, we got to see if we can get you get you somewhere thrown again. That'd be yeah. fun. It'd be fun to see. Well, cool. Um, so, can you kind of explain how you made your way to the Raptors? Because your story is one that fascinates me. Just because, I mean, for people that aren't familiar with the club, like this, this has only been a professional setup for two years now. Go, this is the third year. So, um, can you kind of talk about how you made your way over here? Whether that be from, I do remember from when. I interviewed you when I was an intern. Mm. You played for the Manly Marlins, mm-hmm. right? That's the club in Australia. Yep. So can you kind of talk about, I don't know, just you can start at high school since you kind of mentioned it, what like post high school was like mm. for you and mm. how you made the decision and how you heard mm. about the Raptors and just kind of how you ended up mm. in the States. Um, so I finished high school and uh, um, I got, I got actually got pulled into playing rugby league. So okay. obviously for all those listeners who don't know, there's actually two different types of rugby. Um, there's rugby league and there's rugby union. And I got pulled across, um, recruited by a, a rugby league team, a professional setup in Australia, the West Tigers. Um, mm. I went and spent um, a season with them in their, in their training squad. Um, and then after that, I, mo- I moved uh, across to the... After a few injuries, uh, moved back across to Union uh, with the Manly Marlins and spent a couple of years playing with them. Um, and that's unfortunately when I sustained an injury and a, a broken leg and dislocated ankle and it kept me out for uh, for about two seasons, as I mentioned before. And um, again, being away from rugby wanted me to come back and I thought, how about I go overseas for a little bit and uh, just get back in shape and back into playing and then I'll come home and continue my, my career. And um, it happened at the time uh, uh, the Raptors coach was Andre Snayman. So mm-hmm. a few few listeners will remember that name, a Springbok. And um, he, he brought me over here. Uh, I was only meant to come for six months yeah. just for the season, play in the PRP. So at that time it was still amateur. Yeah. Um, so it was... Um, it was 2015 and we played in the PRP and uh, we won the PRP that year, my first mm. season, my first season playing lock as yeah. well. I'd transitioned <laughs> from prop to lock. Yeah. And uh, so I went home after that season and was going to, you know, there was no thought of coming back. And then I thought, hang on, I, I liked it so much. Why wouldn't I come back? Yeah. Um, and I could see things developing and growing. And I'd saw uh, Glendale had a special plan for where rugby was going to go. Um, and so I wanted to buy into it yeah. straight away. And, 
came back and and I haven't left since. Yeah, so that's we're pushing five years now. Uh, this will be my sixth season, sixth six six season, season so. with the rap. So yeah, yeah five five years full time. Yeah, that seems like it was yesterday. I was looking through my mm. camera mm-hmm. um, over the weekend. And on my one of my memory cards, the first set of pictures I have is from that PRP final. Mm. Actually, I have all the, have the the scoreboard and all that on there. So that's that's mm. kind of funny that you bring that up. Mm. So had had you ever been to America before you made this decision to come over? Or yeah, I I had. Um, I was lucky enough that my, my family um, always loved to travel, and and my parents gave myself and my sisters the opportunity to come to the states a lot. We came on a lot of family holidays and. Uh, mm. Yeah, of course, did the whole California, LA, yeah. Disneyland, yeah. <laughs> um, New York City. We did a couple of Christmases in New York City. Um, we'd been to Colorado. We'd been to Aspen. Oh, nice. So I, I, 15 years old, coming with my family, I think I was 15, to coming to Colorado and having no idea that about, you know, five, six years later, I'd be back here and I'd be calling it home. Right. So that's kind of uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of a weird thing. That's crazy how that works out, <laughs> actually, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, awesome. So was there, I guess we were kind of thinking about this earlier. Was there any, was there like a big shock when you made the decision to come over? I know you said you'd been here before and, and all that, but it, was there something that kind of caught you by surprise when you, when you um, made the trip? I mean, not too, too much. The, I mean, the only thing was probably Americans fascination with Australians. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, when people hear you talk, they everyone's interested. Of like, yeah. oh my god, where, where are you from? And you talk funny, and I'm going, well, you guys have an accent too. You guys sound yeah. funny too, yeah, for sure. Um, but that was that was probably you know, they back home in Australia. We have American movies, American TV shows. Yeah. We have it all, so we're very uh, Americanized in Australia. Whereas it's probably a little bit different here. You don't really yeah. get the local Australian no. channels and and uh, neighbors and home and away and shows yeah. like that. That's what I was talking to Ella Rose yesterday, and it's one thing I've talked about quite a bit. Is I love like picking up on the different wingo, like we call the yeah. same things, different things, you know, and I yeah. love to hear the different names. Yeah, for that, so. a lot of, uh, a lot of different ones. So I guess I, I fall into that category too, but that's all right. <laughs> um, I guess I got a good job for, for talking to Australians though. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. That's what I'm after. So. Yeah, and Kiwis. Yeah, and Kiwis for sure. Um, so I know I've talked to you in the past about this and um, you've said before that you've, Glendale feels like home to you now, a, a second home, third home, whatever. Um, how long, why is that? I guess like what, what, what about it feels like home now? Um, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't long after I'd been here that I, I felt like it was home. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so, there's so many aspects of this place that, that make me want to call it home and, uh, the, the stadium, the people, the, all the facilities, um, the grand plans that they had and it sort of just roped me in and, um, I never wanted to. I never have wanted to leave or have really even considered it. So um, it's just a special place in the middle of Denver, Colorado. You wouldn't expect to there be Rugby Town, right. USA. And I was just so surprised when I turned up. I didn't really know what I was walking into, and mm-hmm. I'm lucky that I walked into a fantastic place. And um, I I feel like I've embraced it and. Um, yeah, it's it's been a really really good time. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. And I think that's kind of like how this whole like thing started. Is I think people that have lived here their whole lives don't even know about it. So mm. just yeah, to get, make them aware and get them out and see. Hopefully they can 
feel the same way you know yeah so. it is it's a spe it's a special place yeah i agree it's been a huge part of my life so uh cool do you have i know you, your guys played a lot of rugby we just kind of talked about that is there one specific rugby memory that that tops the list for you maybe you have a couple that you um yeah sharing? well i mean we quickly mentioned the prp before though so that's definitely up there when i yeah. first came across in the first two years 2015 2016 uh -huh. um, we took out the uh the prp and then also 2016 with the denver stampede taking out pro rugby yeah so that was my first three three um seasons here in the states and we won all three yeah um so that was kind of like a whirlwind first yeah. three years like we were, we weren't getting beat, beaten very often yeah and, um, so that was very fun. But I think you've got to go back um, to sort of the early days and it was when I was playing uh, at my school, Riverview, St. Ignatius College, Riverview. Yeah. Um, playing in the first 15 there, I was lucky enough to play two years. So in uh, 11th grade and 12th grade, I was playing in the first and we took out the premiership both years. And right. so for those who don't know, it's a pretty prestigious competition. Um we can get up to 12, 15,000 people coming to those games sometimes. That's absurd. Uh, like for Texas a high, high school football game. Right? Yeah, that's that's right. So <laughs> for, a, for a high school game and then St. Ignatius College, my school's biggest rival was a, a school called St. Joseph's. Uh -huh. um, and they were across the river. Literally, you could, from our grounds, you can see their, the, yeah. our, from our, it's like a sandstone building. You can see their big sandstone building. Right. They actually used to have war cries going oh, across wow. across the river at each other at lunchtime wow. in preparation for the big game. But we, we took that out and we beat um, Joey's both years, yeah. um, which is something that had never been done before. Wow. Um, so th I think, yeah, those early memories of, of rugby and, and winning those um, premierships probably have to be at the top of the list. Yeah, those that's awesome to hear. I love hearing those, those old high school stories. And I feel like that's something that people can relate to, especially with how crazy people are about football here. Like, yeah. Those, those exist places in America, not, yeah. not necessarily here, but mm. cool. Uh, so it's kind of moving into a little more uh, rugby questions. Um, you've been you've been very familiar with the American rugby landscape now, having been here as long as you can, and especially MLR, your guy that's played all three seasons, uh, going into the third season, you played all years, MLRs existed. Um, is there a favorite team that you have to play against? Yeah, um, I, I've got to say Seattle. Yeah. Um, we're, that first year of the MLR, we ended up playing them in the final. We knocked mm -hmm. them off twice mm -hmm. during the season and then got to the final and they, and they got the better of us in the final. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I just feel like I, I love going to play in Seattle. Their, yeah. their setup there is um, fantastic. Their Starfire Sports Stadium. Yeah. Um, they have a great setup, great crowd, great fans, great followers. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it kind of do, it doesn't feel like you're playing away when you're there because all you hear when you're on the field is noise. It's just yeah. it's, it's white noise, and um, you don't hear them screaming Seattle. You just hear them <laughs> screaming. Yeah. Um, and it gets you pumped up whether you're on the Seattle team or the other team. So, and we've had many uh, close encounters with them. Um, yeah. And so, and they're, they're they're probably the best and toughest competition we've had to come up against. Yeah. Throughout the couple of years, so they're definitely top of the list. I'm glad that you mentioned uh, Starfire. I had the opportunity to go check it out for the first time last year, and it was a, mm. it's a nice. Yeah, they've got great, something yeah, special going on sure. there, and it's uh, it's really good to see. I mean, but even too when they came down to play here, mm. even that match was crazy. That oh, stands yeah. were packed, and yeah, there's a lot of people. And yeah, it was I think that was exciting our, atmosphere. That was probably our um, the most people we'd had in yeah. here for the all all the seasons of MLR. It was probably yeah. the most people we'd packed in here. So. 
Yeah, it was super unique feel, and you could just feel. Yeah, yeah it was exciting. And they get they get a good tra- they get a good traveling crowd too. Yeah, they get a lot of uh, fans tra- traveling to their away games too, which is always nice. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Mm. Um, I guess we'll kind of boil that question down to a little more specific. Is there one player that you've played against that that I don't know is maybe out of caught your attention? There's a guy that you think is really good, a guy you like to compete against. Um, anyone in particular? I know put I mean, on the spot. There's so there, many. No, people. There, there's a, there's a, a lot of names. I can probably rattle off a few. Um, Dylan Fawcett from Rugby United, right. um, a very good mate of mine and um, a brilliant rugby player, and probably the best nickname I think in him all. Yeah, the, right? butch, the butcher, That's the big butchie, and he uh, <laughs> and he actually I actually lived with him here when he uh-huh. play, he played 2018 season in the MLR yeah, with with us, and um, we shared an apartment together, and he's he's great laugh and. Um, I love his um, the way he plays the game. He's just I feel like it's similar to me. He's just always wanting to be aggressive, mm-hmm. and he's just always up for it. And uh, so he he's won another one. Another tough player I've played against, Paddy Ryan from San Diego yeah. last year. Big Paddy Ryan, um, Australian prop. Um, he's always tough, and he bought a wealth of experience over here. Yeah. Um, so it was always fun playing against him. Um, yeah, so that's just a couple. There's a lot of players around the league, though, that, for that sure. I, I do love playing against. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm glad you brought up Patty Ryan, too. I wanted to ask you about him, but you, you went ahead and did it, so I appreciate that. Um, so I know moving more into specifically the season, um, we talked about a little in the past, but now that you've got a joint training session with Toronto under, the, under your belt and then the match against um, <laughs> ATL – and then you just you just knocked off Austin by one point mm. um, this last weekend. Um, what excites you about the club in particular this year? Is there is there one specific thing or? Uh, yeah, it's the the building blocks and and mm. all those things that you've just mentioned are all building blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and this season is a is a building block itself. Um, where with everything that's being put in place, we're being set up for success. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. It, may not be immediate you know this right. week next week the week after but it's building something special and and uh, mark bullock after last season sort of took the reins and and said we're gonna um make some changes and he brought in some um great coaching staff yeah. and they've put in processes and um just some just laying a great foundation to build culture and a, and a great club yeah. um and so far it's tracking really really well um the fellas are loving it it's a full it's a full-time uh environment we're right. basically in here like a monday to friday yeah. uh 9 a.m 9 a.m well earlier but yeah. nine to five job basically for sure. yeah it's a full-time um, job for- and it's uh, much more professional and um you know obviously we're not going to be training from 9 a.m to 5 p.m but right. there's all that other stuff that you can do with film and um you know we've got different groups that can committees and so we're yeah. always busy all day every day there's not much downtime but it's building something special and yeah. it, as i said building blocks and setting us up for success that's what's got me excited yeah i know i've asked every person i've interviewed this year so far just what it's been like playing for for pete and mm. everybody said the same mm. thing that it's just super professional and mm. and it's a nice mixture of of fun like you guys have a good time but mm. there's no sacrifice and hard work like mm. you're getting down to work and so, I mean, I'm personally just excited to see that, like see mm. what those changes 
do mm. when when matches come. So mm. I'm excited for the year. Um, I can't believe it's what ten days. Can you believe that? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's rolled around really fast. Yeah. From I mean, just the off season flew by. Yeah, and it did for sure. It's just unbelievable that we're already back into it. Yeah, and uh, it, it is exciting. A couple of new teams coming in. And, yeah, um, it's gonna be tougher than ever this season right like more players have come in from overseas yeah. um the the american base is getting stronger youth mm-hmm. youth teams are popping up and like youth programs underneath these these professional setups and um it's growing something special and this year will be tougher than ever yeah i i'm excited that's been it's, it'll be a fun year i think mm. that for sure so mm. um I guess just to wrap it up, you have any questions you want to ask me? I'm trying to, who, trying to do who, that. Who are you setting up next for a podcast? Uh, who you got in line next? I think I got your buddy uh, Nick. Nick Boyer. Yeah. Is there anything what? I should ask him? Ask him how he gave me this black eye. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luke's got a pretty good shiner sitting across from me right now, so <laughs> I'll be sure to. I'll be the first thing I ask him yeah, before good. <laughs> we get into the stuff. So good. All right, get, in, Luke. get into him about it. Yeah, I will. You, you have my word, Luke. All right, Luke. Um, Thank you for the time. As always, you're always very generous with your time with me, and I really appreciate that. So thank you so much for doing this, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the year. Yeah, thanks, Colton. Yeah, thanks. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Luke. I hope you you come away with it with the same feeling that I have of just his perspective on, on rugby in America, um, and I just think he has a cool story. I'm, I'm always fascinated by those guys that came over from somewhere else that really uprooted their life to come play in the PRP just because nothing was really promised then, right? But Luke was a guy that, that really bought into the, the vision and the goals and the plans that Glendale had for something bigger and better. Um, and he's, he's, he's really he's benefited from, from his patience and his hard work and all that. So I hope you guys enjoyed that talk. Um, kind of switching it up. just wanted to say thank you to everybody who's been listening, sending in questions, following along with all the written coverage that we've done. Um, I'll be sure to have a few rugby, a few more rugby one-on-one pieces up this week. I'll also have a preseason report, so I'll be bringing you everything you need to know about the joint training session with the Toronto Arrows in Las Vegas, the preseason match against Rugby ATL in Las Vegas, and then... Um, yeah, the Raptors' most recent trip to Austin, which we did just get some breaking news fresh off the press. Austin has changed their name from the Austin Herd to the Austin Gilgronis. Um, so it sounds like they got bought and everything's kind of changing. So that's obviously with as close as we are to the season starting. That's some big news. And as you guys are getting more familiar with rugby in America and MLR and stuff, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that on the show, keep you guys in the loop. So hopefully you listen to the end of the show and you learned that Austin rebranded. So um, I'll be sure to tease that a little bit in the description and stuff. So again, though, thank you to everyone who's been listening, everyone who's been downloading, sending in stuff, reading. Um, Keep sending in questions. I've really enjoyed reading the questions and answering the questions to the best of my ability. Keep sending and following following along and sending those questions in to at DNVR Raptors on Twitter. Uh, Follow my personal page, at Colton Strickler. You can get a hold of me there. Um, Just shoot me a mention, shoot me a DM. I'll be sure to answer any questions that you have uh, and keep you in the loop on all things rugby. So... Uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed the coverage so far when we get into regular season next week it'll be a lot easier i'll have a more concrete schedule of content and stuff for you guys to expect so yeah 
Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Luke. Keep following along. Keep sending in questions. So, yeah, thank you guys, and have a great day.